0: Shavuot, uh, my
1: friends, is Sunday night and Monday. It is coming up very soon. We've been talking about it, but my message today is like a, it's like a precursor to Shavuot and to the Shavuot message, if you will. It is short. It is very, very soon. It is about to happen, but here we are today. And Stacey, what? It's before Shabbat, right? Or before Shavuot. It's not quite Shavuot yet. Shavuot's coming up very soon, but we're not quite there. But we're extremely close to Shavuot. It's not yet come. And what do we do? How will we handle ourselves before the day arrives? I've got a message for you that I want for you to think about in your own lives as to how you handle things before the day arrives, you know, in general, one of the most important times in our lives are right before important times. Okay, let me say that again and let you think about that. that that's that's a, one of those philosophical, hmm, okay, let me think about that. One of the most important times in our lives are right before important times. If you look, and if you look historically in your life, and if you look in the Scripture, oftentimes it's right before important times where there are these very, very important times. If you've been wanting a child your whole life, of course, one of the most important times is when you're pregnant. (laughs) Right? I mean, I don't have to tell that to you. I know when I was pregnant, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's not that kind of a congregation. Okay, uh, and so... (laughs) One of the times that's most important in your life is when you're pregnant. If you've been anticipating and hoping for a child, it's that moment when you're pregnant, right? Are you preparing for the child? Are you, as a mother, taking care of yourself, knowing that that unborn child is within you? So it's not that time. It's not the time of birth quite yet. No, it's the time of pregnancy that's before the birth. But friends, the time of pregnancy is extremely important if you want to have a a good baby. you got to take care of yourself when you're pregnant, ma'am. And sir, symbolically, for whatever baby the Lord has for you in your life. The pregnancy is of critical importance. Are you going to take care? You know, I think that... uh, well, wow, I don't know. I know that my mom, God bless her, it was before she was uh, in faith, walking in, walking in faith. I know that at one point she smoked two packs a day. I don't know if she smoked when she was pregnant with me. She was not yet walking in with the Lord. And uh, I hope not for my own health. But, but <laughs> I think that she probably stopped. But, you know, people, and, and you know how it used to be that, that, that women, you know, drank lots of alcohol and stuff. They didn't know that it affected the baby. The, the smoking, the, the, the alcohol, you don't do these things when you're pregnant. Well, it's not good to smoke any time. You, you know my point here. The things that you do while you're pregnant, right, they affect your baby. One of the most important times in your life is right before the important times. How you handle yourself when you're pregnant is very important. Listen, the timelines of the children of Israel at Mount Sinai are hotly debated. If you look at the children of Israel when they come to Mount Sinai, that's what Shavuot really the the foundation of it is is the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. We'll talk about that. But the timeline for it is certainly debated among scholars. How many times I've read I mean, I'm telling you i've I've read it's It's sad how many times i've I've studied this back and forth back and forth, read all different accounts. how many times Moses went up Mount Sinai and the duration of each of the trips are all of debate. I mean you could, it just depends on how you read this the the scripture and, and 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 the the time frame of it and does it go back in time and and how is it referred to it's 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 not easy to see. It is clear that it was multiple times that he went up and down Mount Sinai, although it doesn't uh, and although it doesn't say explicitly. It is known, if you follow the timeline, that Shavuot happened when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. That's when Shavuot occurred. Shavuot is is on the anniversary, although it doesn't actually say it explicitly in the Scriptures, when the law was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. And so we know that at some point soon after, soon after he received these commandments and all soon after he was uh, uh, on the mountain 40 days and the children of Israel became impatient this is before he brought down the tablets and and the children of Israel got impatient and what did they do oh i don't even want to say it they created the golden the golden calf that's right that's right and uh uh it's been a horrible time it's been it was a horrible thing for israel and it, it is a national stain exodus chapter 32 verse 1 says uh this is from the torah from the book of exodus i'll give you just a moment i know some of you are turning to it or flipping to it in your smartphones in the torah exodus chapter 32 the verse echad verse 1 says this now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said to him, get up, make us gods who, we, who will go before us. As for Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. Oy, yeah, yeah, yeah! how quickly they forget. Wow, Moses' poll numbers were very high once he got across the Red Sea. You, you know, you think our presidents have high and low poll numbers Man, Mo, they had nothing on Moses. I mean, Moses, when they, he, he came and said, I'm going to set you free, yay, they all loved him, 98% approval rating. Then, then the, you know, the plague started and Pharaoh said, oh, no, make more bricks without straw. And, and they were, boo, we don't like Moses, 2% approval rating. And, and then it went on and on with the plagues back and forth. Finally, they let him go, yay, we're free. Moses, 98% approval rating. Then they got to the Red Sea and the Pharaoh's army came. Boo, we don't like this Moses, 2% approval rating. Then the Red Sea parted. Yay, Moses is the best. He's the best. They get on the other side. They, they, after some amount of time, 40 days-ish, they, they, they get to, uh, to Mount Sinai and, and, and he goes up. 40, Boo, who's this Moses? Who's Moses? Come on. Oh my gosh, man, poor guy. It's tough being a messianic rabbi. (laughs) (laughs) This wasn't even in my script, but it's so true. Especially given everything with the pandemic, man, I feel like it sometimes, to be honest with you. You know, it's like, we like Rabbi Kevin's decision. Whoa, we don't like it. Who knows? I I vote against myself sometimes. You understand. In any case, finally, when Moses came down the mountain with the Ten Commandments on the tablets, he saw the children of Israel reveling and worshiping the golden calf. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Here's the point, my friends. Although they claimed to be ready for Shavuot, the children of Israel claimed to be ready for Shavuot, their actions proved differently. They weren't ready. The children of Israel had committed by saying, All that Adonai has spoken, we will do and obey. This we will do. But they did not. They acted like they were ready, but they were not ready. They were not ready for Shavuot. Ah, uh, b- beloved Shavuot is coming. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. Shavuot's a couple <laughs> days away. But also, Shavuot is symbolic of something. It represents the completion of something. That's what Shavuot represents. This is why, in part, why we're counting the Omer like this. It's building up to a time. This is all right out of the Word of God, right out of the Scripture. It builds up to something. It's a birth of something, if you will. Acts chapter 1. It's interesting because we see, by contrast, A different story in the new covenant as Shavuot was coming, a very special Shavuot. Right, Sam? The very special Shavuot of Acts chapter 2. You guys know about that. We'll talk about that more, well, a little bit now, but also on Sunday. And, And we see, by contrast, these early Messianic Jewish rabbis as they prepared for that special Shavuot after Yeshua's death and resurrection, but before Yeshua's ascension. Wow, the, 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 I, I've always seen the, the great parallels in Shavuot, Sinai, and, and Upper Room, Acts 2. But Dr. Krolak, what interested me was, was anticipating and seeing also some of the, the, the contrasts between right before Shavuot, Sinai, uh, and, and right before Shavuot, Acts 2. Uh, the, the contrast and, and and where people's hearts were, where these these Jewish people's hearts were in both cases. So interesting to see. Acts chapter 1, let's hear about what Yeshua told the Talmudim. I'd never quite seen this before and connected it. Let's hear what Yeshua told the Talmudim uh, in Acts chapter 1. Now, while staying with them, this is after he had died, resurrected, but right before he ascended, He commanded them, verse 4, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. For John immersed with water, but you will be immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Very interesting, very interesting, very deep. In many ways, this wasn't that dissimilar, if you think about it, to Moses' going up the mountain. Yeshua was about to ascend into heaven. So what should and what would they do? What would these these young Messianic Jewish rabbis do who, who Yeshua told this to? And then what happened? Boom. Then Yeshua ascends into heaven and he's gone. What happened to Yeshua? He's gone. He's no longer on this earth. He ascended up into heaven. What are they going to do? This all was between day 40 and day 50 of the counting of the Omer, which is the time that we're in right now, right? Shavuot was coming, and Yeshua told them to remain in Jerusalem to receive the Ruach, to receive the Spirit. And then, boop, Yeshua ascended into heaven. What did they do next? It's so interesting and informative, enlightening, challenging, And also instructive for us in our lives as to, not just today, symbolically, a Shavuot is Sunday, but, but in anticipation of big things that the Lord has for us in our lives. Chapters, the next chapter that the Lord has for us in our lives. Okay, so let's think about this. So let's see what they do in Acts chapter 1. We'll go to verse 12. What did these Messianic rabbis do? Verse 12, they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives which is near Jerusalem, a Shabbat's day journey. This is where he had ascended from, is the Mount of Olives, which one of the pictures had it. Skipping to verse 14. And all these with one mind, they were all unified together, were continuing together in prayer along with the women with, and Miriam, Yeshua's mother, and his brothers. Woo! Okay, friends, check it out. What did they do? They continued together in prayer. With one mind, be yachad, in unity. In other words, they heeded the words of the Lord and knew that something powerful was coming on Shavuot, so they were in prayer. They were in prayer. Isn't that interesting, Richard? It's so interesting to, to, to hear their reaction, how they responded to this. Do you hear that? They were ready for what was coming. They knew something was coming, Yeshua told them, but they didn't exactly, who could have expected what would have come in Acts chapter two. On Shavuot, it was big time, the ruach hit and fell and it was powerful and world-changing, earth-shattering. But whatever it was, man, they were ready for it. They were of one mind, they were in prayer together. Do you see the contrast between my people then versus at Sinai when when they were like, Oh, where's this Moses? Who's this Moses guy? Hey, make, make, let's make us a God, a golden cap. Listen, we remember that, and, and, and that's why the parallels are amazing. We remember that 3,000 died at Mount Sinai because they did not receive the law well. But in Jerusalem, 3,000 became followers of Yeshua on Shavuot. The Talmudim were ready to receive the Ruach, and they had stayed faithful, even though Yeshua was already ascended. They remained faithful. Yeshua had already gone up. See, they didn't do. Who's this Moses guy? I, you know, who's this Yeshua guy? No, 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 no. It was very different. But do you see the contrast and parallel? It's so interesting, and, and the story how, how they just mold together. If you understand the Chag, the holiday, the the festival, very interesting, beloved. Shavuot is coming up Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, just a couple of days, just a day or two from now, depending on when you're watching or listening. Okay, it's been a hard year. Oh, gosh, my gosh, it's been a hard year. But Shavuot is special. It marks the first significant harvest, that wheat harvest. It's the transitional time, a time when things are really, really, really blooming, go outside. Some of you are like... Oh, Yeah, Rabbi, I know it's blooming. I don't like it very much. Everybody thinks I have COVID, but it's really just the the pollen. (laughs) Things are really blooming. And so we have to examine our hearts and determine if we are ready for what is blooming. If we are ready for what is coming. If we are ready for the baby that is going to be born. Because I really believe we are soon entering a new phase here at Bethlehem. Every Shabbat, I'm seeing people that I hadn't seen in a long time. People are starting to come back. The CDC had their, their, their little thing this past week, and, 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 and things are being relaxed. We're seeing good things happening. We're seeing more and more, and so many visitors, so many people who are not members who are coming. It's just unbelievable. I can't remember, I don't think this is a strange thing to say, but it's, I'm telling you, if you're watching at home or you're listening on podcasts, we have people watching from all over the world. It's really true, any of our mishmachah may know this. I think that as long as I've been rabbi here, we've not had as many people coming who are not members as we've had in the last three months. We've had so many people. I, I've I've commented to my leadership team, I'm like, Dara, on, on, on Saturday, I'm like, half the people I don't I don't know they're not they're not members I, it's unbelievable how, the influx that's coming today's also many people who are not officially members yet <laughs> this is a time when God is doing new things we have to be ready to receive these new things our heart need to be turned to God our hearts need to be faithful in prayer Right? Just like the Talmudim when Yeshua told them to wait in Jerusalem. Their their hearts were turned to the Lord. They were of one mind. They were in unity. Friends, we need to be in unity. Beloved, we need to be in unity. And we need to be faithful in prayer just like the Talmudim. We need to be ready to commit to God and to say with true heart, with true heart, all that Adonai has spoken, we will do and obey. This is what our people said, but we're disingenuous in the Tanakh. We need to be genuous. I don't know if that's really a word. I think it is, but I'm not sure. Are you ready to make that commitment? It isn't always easy, friends. It's not always convenient, but it is time. It is time for us to get serious about God. It's like we're, we're in that late pregnancy stage, I think, in many ways. I've gotten a number of emails from, from members who said, Rabbi, I just get a sense that, that new things are coming here to Beth that we're right on the juncture of some new things that are happening. I, I've had a number of members give me that word, especially in the last couple months. Rabbi, I get a sense that new things are coming, that, that a new season is coming, and, and something new and fresh that God is, is bringing forth. I'll be, I believe that a, a birthing is coming. And when that child comes, you have to be ready. You've got to be ready when that child comes. Listen, brothers and sisters, you're talking to a guy who had twins. <laughs> I, when I said I, I understand it was Tiffany. You, you understand. I understand. I get that. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. But still, trust me, once, once the kids are born and stuff, whoo, boy, you you got to double, you got to tag team Twins. There's just no other way to do it. you got to tag team twins. You know, some fathers are like, well, the, uh, the missus handles that. You can't do that with twins. The lady can't juggle humans, you know. <laughs> you you got to have one and the other. Well, what are you going to do? Well, let's switch off. Who's going to sleep now? And I'll sleep now. You sleep later. We'll sleep. I'll get 10 minutes here. That I'm supposed to go to work. Yeah, work. Uh, zombie work, you know. They did not get good work from me those six months I will tell you. This was before these guys, I hear some, one of my one of our members, one of our uh, folks said, well, yeah, they gave it they gave me uh six weeks uh, paternity father leave for the, uh, the baby. Six weeks of father leave. Are you serious? They never did that for back when I had twins. It was like, yeah, you're welcome to take your vacation week or whatever. It's like, oh, oh great, you know, great, great vacation. Uh, more diaper changing, you know. And <laughs> we went through so many diapers, it was ridiculous. Oh my gosh, man, we we should have had stock in Babies or Us. Hey, that's where we bought our diapers back then. We were looking for coupons for them. It would cost so much money. But yet at the same time, man, every time, there was like, I think we need some diapers. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, Tiff, I'll go, let me go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll get them, I'll get them. It's like, oh Lord, just, just please, just a little bit of you know, quiet in the car, you know, This wasn't supposed to be a confession. How did I get into this? I don't have this in my notes at all. (laughs) Okay. During the pregnancy, we did what needed to be done to get ready, right? We took care of our bodies. We learned how to take care of things. We set aside time. When you become a parent, when you're getting ready to become a parent, you become more selfless. I couldn't do all the things that I wanted to do because I had to take care of the kiddos, Okay. God is birthing new things in our lives and in the lives of our congregation. Are you getting ready? Many have been on the time to get back in the game. We got to get back in the game of life. We can't live our lives ruled by fear. Hello. We've got to get back in the game, brothers and sisters. You're going to be hearing me say this more and more. It's time to pull up our sleeves and get to work for the Lord. There's new things that God is bringing. People in this world have been so isolated. People in this world have become so depressed. People have become hopeless. People have PTSD. Friends, we have hope. We have hope. We know where the hope is. And the birthing is soon to start. We are in the final trimester. Are you ready to sacrifice and do what needs to be done? Are you ready for that, my friends? See, the children of Israel at Mount Sinai were not a spiritually mature bunch, honestly. I mean, it makes sense because they were just, had been slaves for hundreds of years and they just weren't in that mindset. They weren't particularly spiritually mature and they quickly fell off into sin, even though they had just seen the miracles of the plagues and the Red Sea and they had just been freed from slavery. Yet they quickly lost focus, right? Even when a, a blessed new chapter happened, right? And, and what happened? Boom! The law, the promised land, but was on their doorstep, but they messed it. They messed up. They messed up. They messed up. They lost their focus. And yet the early followers of the early, these early Jewish followers of Yeshua stayed strong. And let's face it, it's not because, well, things were just so easy for them. It wasn't. Persecution was still great. Even though Yeshua had been raised, most of the disciples of Yeshua would die a martyr's death. And then Yeshua, whoop, he leaves and goes into heaven. It would have been easy just to bow out at that point. Hey, there he goes. Ooh, sayonara, I'm out of here. Yet they knew something special was coming and they persisted regardless of the opposition and the circumstances. This is the position that you're in today. Shavuot is coming up, not just literally, but symbolically Shavuot is coming up. Shavuot is coming up for us all. As a nation, Shavuot is coming up. For you as, a, as a per, your personal family, Shavuot is coming up. As a congregation, Shavuot is coming up. How will you respond? John chapter 16 how will you respond? Yeshua spoke to his disciples allegorically of how he was going to die, but be resurrected. Listen to what he says. It's so very interesting to hear what Moshiach says about this time and what he parallels this to, about how he's going to die and be resurrected. By the way, you may find it familiar based on some of the things I've already talked about. John 16, verse 21. Yeshua says, When a woman is in labor... Okay, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a human being has been born into this world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. Ooh, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, amen, it's right. I'm with you, Sophia, for sure on that one, right? Wow, that's powerful. I almost feel like, in some ways, in our own time and in our own situation, in this kind of this journey we've been on, right, Ariel? We've kind of been through some labor pains with, with the whole pandemic, uh, Chazarai. We've been through labor pains, and the pandemic has been traumatic to so many, including many of our Mishpacha. It's been traumatic, seriously. But Yeshua said, once a baby is born, you rejoice because of what has been birthed. And I think of all that has been birthed over this year and how so much has been birthed over this year. One of the big things that's been birthed over this year for us as a congregation is that. And that, and that, and that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the YouTube stream and our podcast where the message of Moshiach reaches not just uh, the people in this room, but literally over the course of the last year, many, 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 many thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. Who would have expected that? Are you kidding me? Not me. Right? That, that's the joy of something that has been birthed. see, we should begin to transition to joy because the pregnancy leads to new birth. Some of you need new birth in your life. You need new birth. You've struggled perhaps because of this or that over the last year. You need a fresh start. You need a fresh start. It it could be in lots of different ways. It might be relationally you need a fresh start. It might be emotionally you need a fresh start. It might mean vocationally you need a fresh start. Shavuot is coming for you. Are you preparing yourself for it? Are you preparing yourself for what's coming next? It's actually an amazing thing if you look at the economy and if you look at what's going on, it's 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 really weird. There are lots of unfilled jobs at the moment. They said some of the most unfilled jobs in our nation's history right now. A lot of people aren't taking them. Lots of different reasons. People think why that, but some of you should be looking for a new job opportunity. Wow. In the midst of all this and everything and we're just trying to recover, that's part of why these jobs are unfilled. A lot of people have this kind of cautious mentality right now of just locked down mentally and vocationally and they're just like trying to hold on. But there's actually a lot of opportunity right now. Are you in a mindset to potentially receive it? I would encourage some of you explore the opportunity, lots of opportunities for jobs out there that might be higher paying for you. This is a very practical lesson taken from a spiritual principle, you see? Don't be weighed down by yesterday. A pregnancy leads to a birth. Not that you quit your job until you have a job, you understand, you've got to be careful with that. But, but friends, a, a pregnancy leads to a birth. New births are coming, Man, I want to see us have new births here at Bethlehel. You know, not, not just babies too. I'm happy. I'm happy, happy to have babies here. You know, more babies at Bethlehel. But that's, that's not what I'm asking for exactly. But I'm, I'm happy to have more babies. But I'm saying more spiritual births, births of things, births of visions, you know, births of action and, and not just talk right? Births of of ministries, births of of, of a willing spirit to do things for God, births of of a new prayer life, births of a new Bible reading plan, births of new love for one another. Okay, you hear what I'm saying? Births of welcoming each other into the mishbuchah, etc., See, some may have PTSD over everything. Ask God to heal you and restore you and bring in something new into your life. We can't live yesterday. We got to live today. Yeshua here was telling his Deem, hang tight. Better times are coming. Hang tight. Here in Jerusalem. better times are coming. Ecclesiastes 11. And how is it that new things are birthed? How is it that new things are birthed? So interesting what it says in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is such an intense and really almost somewhat mystical book of of the lessons it has. But wow, what it says about this is amazing. And it really relates to the message. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5. How are new things birthed? Verse 5 says, this, Just as you do not know how the spirit passes into the bones in a womb of a pregnant woman, so you do not know the work of God who makes all things. Boy, that's deep, man. I could a whole message, George, on that one. I know you like that one. You're a a, a philosopher and thinker too and a lover of the word of God. I wanna read that one again because I had to read it a few times just to try to digest it. This This is what pregnancy is about and the birth is about and how it relates to us and how things are birthed. It says, just as you do not know how the spirit passes into the bones in the womb of a pregnant woman, So you do not know the work of God who makes all things. Don't try to figure God all out. You're not going to be able to figure them all out. Don't think you're going to know everything. You're not going to know everything. You trust in the one who does. Shavuot is this Sunday. It's a time of new crops. It's a time of new harvest. The grain is ripe. It's time to start baking. Get ready, get ready. On Sunday, you're going to see some bread loaves that you've never seen before if you've not been to one of our Shavuot services. Because, M- man, Maria, Maria, God bless her, Maria Maria is making those loaves. I've, she may already be started. I have no idea. I don't know how long it takes to make these gigantor loaves. You know, Scriptures tell us to, to do a wave offering with the two giant loaves. The Rebbitson and I come here, and we and we will we will come and we will take the the loaves and we're going to wave them to the Lord somewhere right over here, waving these loaves to God, just as it said in the scripture, it's time to get baking. Shavuot is coming in your lives. It's time to get baking. I don't care if you're 80 years old. It doesn't matter how old you are. God might bring different things to your life. You know, it's interesting as people age, Rabbi Jonathan Burness, my good friend, once gave a message that really blessed me and said, listen, when you get older in the faith, that's when you, that's when you become not a player, but you become a coach. You know, nobody ever heard of, this, of, the, of the 70-year-old quarterback. <laughs> okay, you don't, See, don't think some people, they hit 60, 70 years old, think, well, I guess it's, uh, I'm no longer of use and all, and I'm not, I'm not playing quarterback like I used to back when I was in my 30s and 40s. Listen, there is no 70-year-old quarterback, but there are plenty of older coaches, right? And, And it's a change of role. It's a change of position, but you're still in the game. This is the way it is. It's something new that the Lord is birthing. That's good. That's healthy. That's part of what it's all about. It's time to start baking. The springtime rains have brought in something new. Isaiah 43, as we prepare to close. Isaiah 43. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you may have guessed that I would eventually come to this scripture because I really feel like it is the time that we're in here at Bethlehel and the time that I think that many of you are in in your personal lives, especially as this pandemic is beginning to wane some. Listen, I'm not letting my guard down. Listen, please don't let your guard down. Be careful out there. That's not what I'm saying. But still, as, as, as we're seeing some semblance of, of returning to life, if you will, there's new, fresh things that God has for each of you in your own personal lives. Fresh things. Isaiah 43, verse 19 says, Here I am doing a new thing, the Lord would say. Now it is springing up. Do you not know about it? I will surely make a way in the desert, rivers and the wasteland. Woo. In the wasteland, rivers can flow. Yes, even in the wasteland, if you go to Israel, into the the Negev desert man it's barren it's dry but every once in a while when those when those rains come man whoo boy the floods come you have you been to the desert during a flood yeah you you well has probably it's it's powerful and it's it's almost frightening sometimes it can come be bone dry then suddenly woof the water just comes and it, it knocks out roads and everything sometimes down there by the Dead Sea, and it'll flow oftentimes into the Dead Sea, which is amazing. It only happens not even every year, but sometimes the Lord does this when he does a new thing. Rivers in the desert. In the desert, he will provide refreshment. It's a new thing. But beloved, you have to be ready for it. You gotta be ready for it. You have to be open to it. You have to be willing to get out of your comfort zone some. Hello. You have to be willing to make sacrifices. You have to be ready to take care of the new baby. (laughs) Because yes, he or she is a lot of work. Or he and she. (laughs) If you have twins. That yes, the baby is a lot of work, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Because God is doing a new thing. Shavuot is coming soon. And it is the season when new birth happens. And the title of my message is Pregnant. (laughs) Praise God. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. I want to ask today, if you are here or watching online, and and if you have resonated with this word of something pregnant, something new, something fresh, and you want it, and you're open to it. Maybe you don't even exactly know what that means for you, but, but you sense that yes, you know, the, this last year has almost been Groundhog Day, one day after the other, the same. No, 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 no. God is doing a new thing. The, the, the pregnancy is, is in its last trimester. The birth is coming. Shavuot is coming. And symbolically, Shavuot is coming for your life in certain area. A new season, a different season, something fresh, new new manna. If that's you, then man, I want you to pray to the Lord to receive it and tell God you're open to it. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who feels that way, watching online, listening on the podcast, or in this room. God, I pray that you touch, Lord, and bring the birth, Lord. Lord, I, but I, prepare, I pray for preparation in this, in this trimester of pregnancy, Lord God, that people will be preparing to receive it and they will be like the Tommy Demon, Acts chapter one, in one mind, in unity, and, and in prayer, ready for what you have before it comes. I thank you, Lord, for this. I thank you, Lord. Ooh, I'm excited about it. I think there'll be be praise reports about what God is bringing to us, even here at our congregation. Lord, let us be ready for what you have new here at Beth I'm excited about it. I thank you for those people who sent me those words, different people. If you're here today or if you're listening, you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart. You've never committed your life to God. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I humble myself before you I receive Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again. Please forgive me of my sins. God, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're here today and you said that prayer for the first time, raise your hand. And if you're watching online or listening, and if you've said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for the service. I'm looking forward to Shavuot. I love all the new things that God has done for us in our lives. And Lord, we bless you for this special Shabbat. Uh, and we thank you for these things in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. 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 Please keep in prayer also. A couple people recovering. I want to mention Linda and, and also uh, Denny uh, for, for some surgery that he had that was planned. God bless you. Shabbat Shalom.
0: Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom.